Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Skinny jeans are life. I will never get rid of my millennial side part. Maya, are you okay? AOL chat room. What? MySpace. Top eight. Uh Uh-oh. Something's wrong. Millennial core activated. Oh, this... Could be good. Get it in here! <laughs> My name is Curly. And I'm Maya. And welcome to the, the Super Secret Bestie Club Podcast. A super secret club where we talk about super secret things. Yeah, like secrets that are super. That's what it is. In each episode, we'll talk about love, friendship, heartbreaks, men, and of course, our favorite secrets. Here. You know, F what they say. I F with the millennial core. <laughs> you just talk, talk shit right, right up top. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Whenever people trash on millennials, I'm like, you're not talking about me. And you're not talking you're about. You're talking about the white millennials. Yeah. I'm always like, you're not talking about black and brown millennials because truly everything that you wear, everything that you listen to, all the music you listen to that's being sampled has come from. Number one, black culture. Yes, black people and brown culture. Do you know what I mean? So it's like you're not. That's not us. You're not talking about. You know, talk about your talk about your cousin Susan, who's like doing whatever the hell she's doing, but couldn't be me. Anyways, Maya, hello, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode. (laughs) Of the super secret bestie club podcast, Maya. Here we are again. How is your spirit? It's good. I had a big therapy today. Had a lot of freaking downloads. Got a lot of signs that I was like, oh, okay, here we are. If I want to advance my life, then this is what I need to do. A bit of shadow work. Yeah, shadow work is always good. Well, as a double hello. Excuse me. <laughs> it's it's always good. It's it's something that is um I feel like maybe toxic millennials don't know what shadow work is. Uh, but I also think that the shadow work journal on TikTok shop was blowing up a lot and I did see a lot of like older cringe millennials being like, "Did you know?" and I'm like, "Yes, 
I love that shadow work <laughs> journal, by the way. I saw that shadow work journal and I was like, I want one. Like I watched the girl who like made it, who created them. I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. I, and there's different types too that she has. And I'm like, I want one. I want one. It just got too oversaturated with, you could tell there are some people who were being performative about it mm-hmm. and who were just wanted to, who just wanted to like sell it. And there's other people who were actually like into it. And I like that. But today we're talking about millennial core millennial, millennial core. cringe i feel like we've talked about this before maybe but this is just kind of we're gonna we're gonna walk everyone down memory lane yeah we're gonna hold your hand we're gonna love um, and, on you yeah and for those older listening to us or younger like you're gonna you're gonna learn some things but maybe you already knew yeah well the whole thing is like you know, there's all this hate with like the, like you said, like the millennial pause, right? The millennial cringe, Disney adults, all these things that everybody is like, mm, and I'm with you on some of them, you know, but other things I'm like, it feels like bullying, but <laughs> it feels we were like ta- bullying, <laughs> which they're also very against, which people are very against. So get it together. But and our, the way that we wrote this on our outline and the way we we're talking it up is like younger people will never know. They'll never know <laughs> what it was like. I to, literally wrote what they will never know. <laughs> yeah, what they will never know. But which is true. Like every generation, right? Like whenever I see anything of like Donna Summer or like Barbara Streisand or like people from like the 70s and the 80s, I'm like, or Cindy Lauper or Madonna. I'm like, what must it have, it have been like for those people to experience huge personalities like that for the first time for us we were like oh, exactly we're... but i i don't think that were you ever criticizing like maybe politically and maybe problematic stuff obviously yes but like as in like their characteristics or what they do it's like i feel like we have we come with a certain aspect of like respect and not me smelling millennial wrong also sidebar i will say this i remember when I was a kid, people would always say, I like all music except for country and blah, blah, blah. So I remember being like 12 years old. I really liked Dolly Parton and Shania Twain. <gasps> oh, and I remember yeah. like one of my friends saw my Dolly Parton CD and I was like embarrassed by it. I was like, um, oh my God, <laughs> my dad must have left his Dolly Parton CD in here. I'm so sorry. Your dad. Yeah, I was like, I. but now that I'm older and I kind of understand, like, the greatness that is and that these things are, like, I have, like, a newfound respect. So I do have trust that these kids will eventually grow up. But shall we dive in? I have a question. Do you know what the millennial pause is? Yeah. Should we tell them? Well, yeah. Tell what do you? What do you? I want to know what you think it is. Well, are you testing me right now or are you like? I just want to know. Why don't we tell them? <laughs> like, because you don't know. So you are testing me, but it's like when they record. <laughs> it's fine if you need to test me, but like, it's when you record and you have this pause right before you start talking. And it's what a lot of older people do when they're creating content, and younger people just get right into it. But the the reason is because we went through Snapchat and Instagram and Vine, where you had to wait until like there was a delay. Like, because these, this stuff was first coming up for us. It was the first of its kind. And so we, it's not like we had to press the button. Because every time we would press the button, there would be a delay and it would cut off like half of what we were saying. But now, because they've figured it out, like, so the reason why we sometimes have millennial pause 
it, and you pass the test. Thank you so much. Flying colors. The reason why is because now it's advanced and now they have access to like uh, internet stuff that is more advanced and we didn't because it was just coming up. So you're really like you're going to dog on us for the millennial. Yeah. Faster TikTok technology. Exactly. I did tell Gutty all the other day that um, he, he did do the millennial pause. And then once he clocked it and recognized it, he was like, oh, so it is something that I'm like, thank you. But I'm also like, but do you know the history behind it? It's not for nothing. All right. The first thing on our list is ding, 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 cordless and phones with actual cords. They will never know. They will never know what it means when your friend calls and you have some actual cheese man and you have to hide or you have to speak really low or you have to be afraid that somebody else in the house will pick up the other phone in the other room and listen to you. You will never understand the anxiety. <laughs> you will never understand. <laughs> you will never understand the anxiety of being like, oh my God. Like if I wanted to call Maya... Hi, Ms. Mario. It's Carlitos. How are you? Hi, Carly. I'm good. How's your mom? How's your dad? Everyone is good. They will never understand the having to small talk and be the exa- example of a great young person. And you're asking for their best friend. On the parent side, when you're in a fight or something and you call and they don't want to talk to you and you're like, oh she's out right now oh yeah that's or real she's doing something or you're on the other side of the phone and you're like don't don't say that i'm here i'm not here like i'm not here i'm not here i'm not here, <laughs> I'm, not I here. Talk. I'm not here yeah they're like oh they're sleeping right now they're this oh my god uh karina said you have to be a great citizen to call your friend's house absolutely like no ma'am no sir no mrs mom ma'am i'm a sweet sweet angel but were you actually no, never. I was literally, yes. I literally was calling my best friend Jess and I was like, have you seen this show on HBO called Real Sex? Listen, I have a blank videotape. <gasps> if you had a VCR, oh, can you record oh, it? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I forgot about you that. <laughs> <gasps> That's some millennial Young people right will never understand oh, the lengths that we had to go to to see a little bit of nipple <laughs> or a little bit of peen. But it wasn't. They showed no peen. They showed no peen. Peen was not it was all yeah and it was it was just mostly music i feel like if i was a musician and they used my music in that i would feel so like because it was all about the music and like the shots and everything it wasn't about like get into it yeah absolutely anyway um cordless phones for sure like when you're calling your crush too and you don't want your parents to hear and if the cord was long enough like i would take the phone as far as i could so that it wouldn't get off the hook Mm -hmm. and i would position it and then go in the closet and shut the door and and then like sometimes my mom would be like listening in or my mom would my mom would like chime in and be like maya i have to use the phone or i have to use the internet like i gotta go ivan um i'll see you at school tomorrow (laughs) i still remember william moran's phone number like truly all of all of my friends there was one summer i remember the summer of my 12th year my seventh grade class 
I mean, my seventh grade year, I blew up my phone over the summer. I remember the phone bill came in, according to my dad, close to like $700 or something like that, because I had been on it for so long. Long distance was a thing back then, and we lived a little further. And I was, everybody that I called, Jess, Ariel, Christy, Crystal, William Moran, all the hard like people of my life during that era, phone numbers are alive and well. That's another thing. Having to remember um, phone numbers. Phone numbers. Yeah. You will never know. You will never know. I mean, maybe you do, but I don't know. AOL. (laughs) Describe to us, walk us down AOL memory lane. I'm not testing you. AOL is like. I want to know. Do you know? I actually don't. I don't know a lot of it. I know. I think I was at the tail end of it because then MySpace came around and that I was kind of using that as like chat rooms and stuff. So like AOL, like back then, Internet culture was very much like coming to you in a CD, right? Like uh, not all of Internet culture, but at least for me, it was coming uh, uh, in the mail in a CD with a little yellow man that was running uh, and it was uh, AOL, and you would get, you know, AOL 1.0, and then it'll be, oh, do you have AOL 2.0? Did you get the CD? AOL 3.0, and you would get like the new AOLs, and then you would go in the chat rooms, and you would talk, and anything that you were into, it was kind of like forums, you know, like mm. if you were into anime, like if I liked Sailor Moon or Dragon Ball Z, I would go into those chat rooms and talk, or if there was like Latino gay chat rooms, like I was too young for that, I shouldn't have been in there, but like. I was in there, like, talking it up. Like, that was kind of just the beginning. And, you know, MySpace, which came later on, provided certain things like, uh, you know, coding, like HTML and all that stuff. But back in the day on AOL, you could actually put in codes to make your profiles really colorful and use really cool font. And socially, we would use them to kind of, like, uh, shout out all of our friends. Like... And and to the besties and blah, 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 like little things that you would say back in the day, you know, like as your like away message. Um, No, like you had like a profile, like you literally had, you know, oh, my God, your away message. My away message was always, always, always I would call myself like royalty, but like uh, chubby. I like I really owned being chubby. So I would call myself like uh, his royal fatty. <laughs> <gasps> Wow, that's cool. And so I, my uh, away messages were always like, his royal fatty is at Burger King. You know what I mean? Or his royal fatty is currently at the best party in LA. Like, But it was always his... Oh, because it would lead into what our internet looked like on our sidekicks. Were you a sidekick gal ever? No, it was too expensive. We got like... We had to share a phone. We had to share like a Verizon something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Were sidekicks around when you were like growing up? Yes, actually, um, we had Virgin Mobile. My bro- brother and I shared a Virgin Mobile phone. Yeah, but I always wanted a sidekick. They just—I think because they weren't—it was like AT and T or T-Mobile had the certain phones. Verizon didn't have sidekicks. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You had to have like a service according, like back then, like you know. Now you can get, I think you can get like an iPhone and have any service, right? Back then, it was like phones were very exclusive to whoever. Yes. You were with. I feel like um, with T-Mobile, T-Mobile. Oh my God! Please, 
if you were not around during that time, like look up T-Mobile commercials that were coming at that time. They had every celebrity pushing that phone. Like I remember they had a commercial with Snoop Dogg and Paris Hilton and they were like on their sidekicks talking to one another. And it was like, I want to have a sidekick. And it was really cool. Like I honestly kind of miss the, the thing of being like, in the way that I feel like TikTok feels young or Snapchat or um, different things that kind of felt very exclusively teenager and very young, where it was just you and your friends talking to each other. Sidekicks were like, we're going to AIM each other. We're going to text each other. We have internet. We can see websites on our phone. Like that was a really big thing that I remember. Like if you were to throw millennial fashion, Juicy Couture, whatever you're wearing, if you're holding a sidekick, chef's kiss. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Uh, You wrote down fast-forwarding a tape or cassette. You will never know. (laughs) (laughs) You will never know. Having to listen to a song over and over again to write down the lyrics in your diary. That's what you wrote. That's that's such a sweet 
Like when you were describing it to me, I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, do you. Re- OK, so like now you would look up you could look up the lyrics. Like, let's just say like falling. Uh, I could fall in love by Selena. Right. Like back then, if you didn't have the CD to open the pamphlet and look at the lyrics in the CD, you would have to listen to the song like over and over again on your tape or whatever to write it down. And it didn't exist anywhere that you could be like lyrics gonna go like look for the lyrics of a song there was one song i remember paulina rubio was uh coming out with one of her first crossover singles it was called like don't say goodbye she was like don't say goodbye don't turn away and then the verse number two was like can you feel the love inside and you're like kicking your feet like on your stomach like writing down the lyrics but i remember how sweet is that it was oh. super sweet and tender, but I remember being so mad at Paulina because I couldn't understand, like, I just couldn't hear the words. And I'm, like, writing in my notebook, and I'm like, what the hell am I going to write here, Paulina? I can't, I don't, and I already have hearing problems, and I already have trouble understanding words. So, and it's like, can you hear the line of answer? By the way, if you go in, on Spotify and listen for Paulina Rubio's Don't Say Goodbye English version, verse number two, you tell me what she says. Not to knock her. (laughs) (laughs) Not to problematically knock her, but... (laughs) Teenage Curly was very upset. But do you remember (laughs) writing lyrics in your notebook in your bed? Yeah, I think I would do like Avril Lavigne, um, Hilary Duff. I would like write the lyrics and then draw pictures around them. and Or they would be in my journal entry and be like, this is how I feel about Ivan. Or this is how I feel about Alex. Thinking that they like we were our journals were like statuses and posts already. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like I think that's why we are so naturally good at like and why we're so dramatic and on the Internet sometimes is because our journals. I feel like if you look at my journal, they're exactly what I would say online, like. I just think it's funny. The other day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. now people keep their journals digitally. Like now people treat their social it's media a digital like journal. journals. I'm sure people yeah. still have diaries and journals because they think it's really cute. I think, I, yeah. I don't know if teenagers think it's cute to write and scrapbook anymore, but. Probably. Um, in, in case you hear tapping in the background, it's it's dementia dog. Dementia Lucy. Oh, Lucy. Um, music videos. There's a, there is a shift. Music videos, I think there's a lot of different music videos now that are good. Love them. But there was just a different kind of sauce back in the day um, with MTV and um, like with, what was the other one? VH1. VH1. Um, they had all these different platforms mm-hmm. to show music videos and we'd have to either wait all day um, for a music video to come on or we'd have to get up early in the morning for it to come on and then you see it once and that's it I mean the premiere of it and then you see it later obviously but like it wasn't something that I mean it just was such a ritual and we would it would keep our attention it was because like back then there was more mystery to being an artist there was more mystery to fame there was like um like this kind of feeling of when you saw somebody on TV or a show or anything like that, like they made it, they were like, they were a star. 
you know? So these, we had stars and then we had shows that like, you know, we had literally had entire shows like making the video that anticipated the making of that video, you know, like, oh my God, like, I re- I'll never forget it. Uh, Christina Aguilera had a making the video for Fighter. Thought I will forget, but I, I remember. And then J-Lo had one for Waiting for Tonight. Um, And I remember Christina Aguilera, like, what, just to see it all, like, just the production of it. And it was, like, so much money going to these videos, like, the butterflies, like, oh my God, the butterflies on Christina Aguilera. Or there was a part where J-Lo said she got burned by one of the lasers. I don't know, that clip must exist somewhere. <laughs> Not the lasers. Where J-Lo, like, literally is like, I got burned by one of the lasers. I'm like, I don't know if those do that, but I feel knows? like there was, there was an exchange back then. Like, they would put out this stuff, make all this stuff for the fans, right? And now I feel like social media, and this is totally in a negative, cynical way of, like, just analyzing it. I feel like now social media is more for themselves, but then also for their image and less for the fans sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like a lot of these things were, like... We would sit and watch this because we love them and we wanted to versus like we didn't know if they liked coffee or tea back then or we didn't know like how they felt about a certain political statement or what their self-care routine was. I mean, it was all like obviously commercialized as fuck and like it was polished, you know, and now we don't see the polished version which is uh, is a good thing as well but i feel like back then it was more i think more catering to our delulu self like wow they're such a good person i had no idea that justin timberlake did all this shit to britney spears like my god i'm sorry i mean to tongue snap that hard yeah (laughs) you know back then i remember having to look at magazines read magazines or read different things to find new music new artists and i would have to go and be like you know get back on the internet and go on napster uh allegedly or limewire allegedly allegedly morpheus allegedly do people know about those by the way did you use any of those i know about limewire and napster i don't know about the other one Oh yeah, Morpheus was also like a big one too. I forget. There's, I'm sure there's so many where you could like download stuff, and it, it, that's the other thing too. Like you would get music. I think that also changed the music industry and why we don't see music videos the same way, why we don't experience music the same way. Because I think that these um, ways of downloading them uh, illegally uh, kind of changed the game forever. I remember that they were make commercials. They were like. Would you steal a CD from the store? Yeah, I saw that. Would you steal a videotape from the from the mall or a sweater from blah blah blah? So then, why steal music? And it's like, well, and now what? We stream everything, and these artists get paid like a penny for a stream, right? I know. Yeah, I think there's just a lot of competition. There's a lot of competition now, and yeah, it's not as like concentrated as as it was before. But they'll never know. Anyway, they'll never okay. know. I wanted to talk about MySpace, MySpace whore train. Does anyone remember MySpace whore train lore? So MySpace had basically the way you would get followers and get popular is by doing these trains where you put on your name or your status, like, um, like what train you were on and you would, 
um, just at each other like randomly and it would be based off of like how cute you were or your song, your profile. And Karina had wrote, my space taught me how to code. It taught me how to code too. Like it's crazy when you realize, like you were saying with AOL also to use HTML to create your profile. Like we were also coding like nothing. Like I, I would research like how to, get a certain effect or how to like do x y and z my yeah. friends would help me yeah i was gonna like, say that and if you didn't know how to get the sparkles on your page your best friend did you're like i'll show you i'll send you the sparkle code <laughs> i think that's so cool in the way that we want we had this need for um individuality and identity and we did that through creating through coding like to i mean and i remember we would change it like i would change mine like every so often or um you know it felt so cute to like have like what music you wanted to play like i would do i would totally like subtweet music too and be like oh yeah i just like this song but i'm like i really liked it because this other guy said that he liked it so i put it as my song i mean which is the whole thing, the whole thing with your page on MySpace back in the day was like an experience. Like you wanted people to come to your experience. Did you ever do that thing? This might be my age group, but did you ever do this thing where it would be like 50 questions and you would like answer them? Like favorite gum, uh, yes. sour apple, favorite And it was song, like on your about, your about me. And you would put it in your about me. <laughs> yeah. And it would be all these questions. Loki, I miss that. <laughs> Loki, I, I miss do. that. You will never understand the anxiety as well. Um, you know, okay, MySpace was cool because it also you could write blogs, and it would have like your link of blogs there. You could write all these right. blogs. It would have your photos, and then eventually it had video. Um, but I think that everybody kind of talks about the top eight, right? Like the top eight was like creme de la creme. If somebody famous, like I remember when I was. Um, in my early 20s, I had a good friend and he was a dancer for MIA, like, uh, you know, the the rapper, singer MIA. And he was on her top eight. And I remember being like, oh, my God, I'm such a fan of MIA. I'm so jealous that my friend Cisco is on her top eight. And then when I worked for David LaChapelle, um, they had like a top 12 or something. Here's the thing. Top eight was so controversial. It that was. They opened it to be top 12, top this, yeah. top that. Yes. And then you were like, ugh, like, you know, and I remember they went to top 12 and I went to work and I was like, can we put me on David's top 12? Oh, <laughs> valid, valid. I was trying to who be cool. On, who was on your top eight? Oh, all the, all the, all the people that are my besties now, like, you know. Who was number one? Oh, uh, I don't remember that. I don't remember who was my number one. Probably one of my the par- ups for sure. Probably one of you my know parents what? were number one. Oh, go ahead. Your parents were? Yeah, my parents were number one. You know what I ended up doing? I ended up putting my favorite musical artist in my top eight because I couldn't choose who was going to be my top ones. I was like, fuck this. It's going to be uh, Sade or Gabadu or something like MIA. You know what I mean? It was, um, and these were people you. Yeah, you could put those people on your top eight, right? Even if they're not friends. Like, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My parents would be my top eight, my mommy and my daddy, too. And then I think my brother, because he was my family. I think a lot of my family was like my top eight. Um, and then Ebony, my bestie Ebony, Amy, 
Um, probably Dolly, but fuck her. Sorry. Bleep that. Um, yeah, I think I would have like a lot of my besties, but you know, back then I think we were all doing some psychological shit. And when we were mad at someone one week, we would take them off. <laughs> yep, absolutely. We would take absolutely. them off. The anxiety of like getting ghosted back then too, because uh, the MySpace profiles would actually say online now. There was yeah. just, I think that was the beginning of social media anxiety oh, because suddenly the rules just didn't apply anymore. Like, are you on someone's top eight? Did somebody uh, ghost you? You now had more avenues to find out if the person was just forgetting about you to some capacity, you know? Online. And remember bulletin boards? Bulletin boards. Oh my God. You know what my favorite thing to do um, for bulletin boards was like clickbait. <laughs> like I would be like, I am so sad. And it would be dot, 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 dot. Um, that you decided to wear those jeans with that outfit or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's using it in the right way. Cause other people would, a lot of my friends would do that. Like, I just don't want to live anymore. And you're like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. yeah. What, uh, what's, uh, hey, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm like, yeah. okay, maybe don't do that stuff. Yeah. That was very me to be like jokey or just kind of like, you know, silly things. Sorry, the the dogs are still going. Um, but you know what? One thing I really believe that the children of today just will not understand. And maybe they do. They'll and never maybe, know. Maybe I'm out of the loop. But commercial jingles. Oh, commercial yeah. jingles. They will never know. Or like talk show host jingles. They'll never know. Ricky Lake. Ricky Lakes was and then it goes you will never know 3 30 4 4 o'clock that theme song going on and you just knew that like you're about to like be educated in some capacity but like Jenny Craig like every year would be like 1-800-97-JENNY and then it would be 1998 and it'd be like 1-800-98-JENNY and then when they got to like the year 2000 they were like we're out of we don't have the jingle anymore 1-800-0 they just didn't have you know any of that stuff even pepsi had the spice girls you know like <gasps> generation next generation next and even Coca-Cola had Selena Quintanilla herself singing a jingle. Coca-Cola classic. She goes, mm -hmm. el sabor de tu vida. <laughs> You'll never know. You'll, You'll never, never know. know. What do you have? Ky Kylie Jenner putting a flower inside of a Pepsi can. Oh, what does she do? Those Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner. No, it was, <laughs> it was Kendall. Oh, it was Kendall's. What did I say? He's a Kylie. It's okay. Anyway, everyone, hey, 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 hey. Then you can get them mixed up. You can get them mixed up. Don't come for him. I'm like just picturing Kylie. Like her commercial would have looked so different than Kendall's. I know. I feel like Kylie is funnier. Yeah, I, I love I love them all. You know, Las Kardashas. I love Las Kardashas. But yeah, just little <laughs> things like that. Like just things that were very much. And then even local television too. Like if you were in LA or in New York or I'm sure in Arizona too you had local commercials like we had one that was like Jack Step his name was Jack Steppen and he was like a plumber or something and he would come in with these commercials and they'd be like if you have 
bad plumbing, all you have to do is call Jack Stefanovich. He's like, my name is Jack Stefan. Right. Jack. And then he would mess up his name again. And so he would go, Jack Stefan. Jack Stefan. Like that was just things that you would just notice, you know? That's funny. Ours was... <sighs> Do you know Learner and Row? Learner and Row is a way to go. Call 9771900. Makeup. Makeup. They they okay. You guys have access to so much tutorials and I think that's why Gen Zers or or teenagers and tweens look different than how teenagers and tweens looked in my day and age because mm-hmm. we didn't have any of that mm-hmm. all the only makeup that we had was like some glitter lip balm and like play it was play makeup you know yeah. and we couldn't even put it on because i don't know well later on when youtube came around right. um we got like youtube tutorials mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. And that was amazing. That was everything. And then later on, we realized like, oh, actually, that was the wrong way to do makeup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like the chunky, chunky millennial brow, um, you know, like the the like liner, um, uh, like the black liner on your bottom lid. Like, I don't do that anymore. I But I will say there's a I love the way that Gen Z will show different ways of um, makeup and stuff through yeah like i feel like a lot of anime characters have like different but it's also like I, why do i feel like they keep taking from other cultures mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't know anyway I, I feel like makeup back then in millennia millennial era was like there was only three ways i think to find out how to do your makeup it was your older cousins like your primas your older sisters older than your family um whatever the whatever the makeup uh people at like mac or sephora or um jc penny or i mean macy's were telling you to do because i remember walking into mac and they were like okay babes this is what you need you need some studio fix you need some bronzer you need some eyeliner you need some like um eyebrow uh like you need a brow brush but i i only went off of what one person at mac would tell me versus you know what the internet would tell me. Um, and then the third one was books. You could still go to books. I remember there was this big makeup artist at the time named like Kevin Aquan or Kevin, I'm probably butchering his name, but he did every celebrity. And so he would release these books and you could go in and see, oh, what did he use for these uh, models, right? Or these celebrities. Um, but that was really kind of like the uh, the extent of what I remember makeup looking like. Like, you know, and then you would just cover, you would just try to copy whatever people were doing online. I mean, like Selena herself was known for having done her own makeup too, you know, for the longest time. True. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you?
If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tudor Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tudor shows wherever you get your podcast. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And, you know, it also kind of bleeds into like style, right? Like style, I feel like we also did not have not only the stores or like not only the idea of what to dress like or what necessarily we liked, but we didn't have necessarily the stores of fast fashion. Like for us, it was either for me growing up, it was either what is that um, like Aeropostale, Aeropostale, what's it called? Um, like Hollister, Hollister, Arrow, Aero, but there's another name, Aeropostale or something like that, like mm-hmm. for guys, yeah, right? Aeropostale. And then, but if I didn't want to wear that and where I actually went to go get dressed was Hot Topic. Hot Topic was the only store that existed for me at that Hot time Topic! that really had cool clothes that I felt like <laughs> your face right now. <laughs> You're doing like a rocker, hardcore phase right now. <laughs> exactly. Like there was the only place that you could buy a corn t-shirt, um, problematic, Marilyn anything Manson, anime, anything anime only related. Other... Like, yeah, the only store for emos, Karina said. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I need you know, we stand by it. Like, but now you can literally on my Instagram, whenever I'm going through my stories, I'm like, oh, that's a cute jacket. And then it links me to Shopify, right? Or not Shopify. What's the it's called like the shop app. And it just basically you now you look on your phone, you're like Listen, for me, I wrote this, I said this yesterday and I wanted to say it again today. Mm -hmm. Just a good J uh, just a good old JC Pennies and a prayer. I dressed in whatever my grandmother dressed me at JC Pennies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So my fashion designer 
my stylist was my grandmother. We love that. I can't that. say the same for a lot of these Gen Zers now. Yeah. Oh, you dress yourself? Wow, how original. Everyone's dressing themselves. How original. Do your grandma does your grandma dress you? No. Does she tell you, "Mija, you need a training bra?" No. You go get one because you saw something on YouTube about it. Or maybe you saw that episode. You know what my exposure was to training bras? A Lizzie McGuire episode where she wanted a bra. <laughs> and after that, I asked my mom for a bra. The end. So fuck you guys. <laughs> so in total, forget <laughs> you guys. I'm just kidding. Welcome to this astrology zodiac portion of the podcast. The question is, which sign of the zodiac is the most millennial? Depends by what you mean by millennial. Capricorn. Capricorn. <laughs> Wait, because are we saying millennial as a diss? Or are we saying millennial as like the true innovators and needle movers and culture oh. hmm. uh, expanders that we were? I retract my statement. No, I, I feel like, okay, which one was the most millennial cringe? And then we'll go into that. Oh, who will millennial cringe? You're right, Capricorns. <laughs> Not for nothing. You guys are hard ass workers and I would never take that away from you. Yeah. However, um, I would consult a younger person before posting some stuff because... Or, or, yeah, because it's you, just not, when, it's not hitting. When you decide to dress yourself, ask a younger person to help. Yeah, I would get a new stylist altogether. I would ask a Virgo. I would ask a Virgo or yeah. an Aries, but. Or an Aries, yeah. Um, okay, who do I think is the most, like, also who's another cringe millennial sign? Um, huh. Sorry, Capricorns. I love you so much. Who would be We're another? just kidding. This is for entertainment purposes only. Dare I say Pisces? <laughs> <gasps> you know what? Yeah. I think because they stay in their heads a lot. Like we stay in our heads a lot. And because we do that, generations, they just pass by. The generations are passing by. I feel like the Pisces is just the oldest in the Zodiac. They know that they don't have to give in to trends. They don't have to give in because they are timeless. They are. They don't have to. Um, but they could look up. They could come. They could come up for air for a little, for some time. I feel like Sages can also be as advanced as they go, as crazy as they go. I feel like a lot of Sages can still kind of hold on to. Here's the thing is, I think every sign has been a victim of millennial cringe. Yeah. Aries for sure. Taurus for sure. for sure. Taurus for Taurus sure. For sure. <sighs> Geminis, Libras, we all have it. Not Virgos um, though. Beyonce, come on. No, not Virgos. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. He's going to get mad at me. Not, I'm not saying it. I think that like. If we're talking about me, I feel like I have more cool and ahead of my time stuff than I do like old man moments. You know what I mean? And when you have the truly the best performer of our life being a Virgo, like and the one that was came before her, Michael Jackson was also Virgo. Like Virgos are they're too ahead of the game. They Both are the they're millennial and the good way. <laughs> 
the way that I the way that I push so hard for Virgo propaganda. <laughs> Beyonce is a millennial, but she's an older millennial. But it's she's kind of she kind of is. She's kind of not. But she become she became famous as millennials. Like that's the other thing too that a lot of with millennials, right? A lot of these stars are millennial stars. Like, where are all your divas? Like, but I'm we're talking about Virgos. I'm excluding her out of it. I'm excluding Michael Jackson. Um, y'all got a little. You're not. You're. You don't. You don't escape the cringe. You think you want? You think you think. No, we know. But I'm gonna let you guys think. We know it's fine because I know that. Like I always say, I'm gonna let you guys. Other signs have to punch up. Like it's okay to punch up. Like it's just y'all live in this delusional fantasy that nobody wants to knock it down because if it's working for you, it's working for you. <laughs> Who am I to say anything? Who am I to bring you down? You know. <laughs> Not last episode being like we love the Virgo and this one being like they're delulu. <laughs> no. I didn't say we love Virgo. I say we'll never talk about them ever again in my life. Okay. Um, who else? What is who's good? Who's like a good millennial that I'm like, that's good millennial energy. Mm. Virgo women and Virgo femmes. <laughs> I would say who's on top of like Virgo? Yeah, who's on top of like Because millennial? then we're talking about Beyonce. Then we're talking about Beyonce. Whatever. <laughs> I said femmes. You said you identify as a femme. Yeah, I'm like a femass. I, I don't consider. Yeah, I don't consider you Virgo men. Like cis hat men. men. Yeah. No, 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 no. Virgo queer queer Virgos, innovators, magicians. Yeah. Healers. Absolutely. Sometimes problematic. Um, who? But who's that's like, all I'm gonna say. <laughs> who's another sign that's like a cool millennial that I'm like. I don't know. I really like Scorpios. I really love Scorpios. I think Scorpios Scorpios are really cool. Like they're in their own head. But when I meet a Scorpio, I'm like, I like you. You're just kind of like in your own. You're truly marching to your own drum beat. Drum beat. Is that how that goes? You're marching to your own drum beat. I think. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Look, I think cool millennial would be the signs that I think are really cool. I, of course, I always like Aries. I like Virgos. I love Scorpios. I think that the that they're really edgy for me. The edgy signs in my head. I'm starting to think that Libras are kind of cool too. Like I'll meet a Libra and I'm like, uh-huh. Libras are cool. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, Libras are cool. Like, certain Libras. Okay, Libra. Certain not not all Libras. Certain ones. Well, and that concludes our zodiac section. Maya, how do you play it about millennial core? Well, um it's whatever you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's whatever i think i think like you know we say all these things with peace and love entertainment pur- purposes only we're joking hee hee ha ha kicking yeah um love gen z love all the generations every generation has their thing i just think it's interesting that the boomers and gen x had something to say about us and then now like gen z has something to say not for nothing for sure like there are some cringy people and there are some cringy gen zers there's cringe everywhere so my takeaway is to embrace the cringe embrace the cringe yeah what did you say um 
Shader, get off the pot. Yeah, Shader, get off the pot. I will say this. I had a really cool conversation <laughs> with a friend of mine who is a creative director for some of the biggest celebrities in the world, like truly just uh, moving the needle forward in terms of taste and taste making. Um, and he feels like... Um, he was like, I was hanging around with a bunch of Gen Zers and he was like, how am I cooler than you? Like, I'm older. I'm an old person. And I've set all these trends that you're copying now. Like, how am I? You're right. supposed to be cooler than me. Like, I don't understand the thing. And that kind of hit me <laughs> a certain type of way where I'm like, I think my kids are cool. Like, I'm like, they're dope. But I'm also like, y'all don't. Where the, the street cred is missing a little bit for me, you know? You will never. You will never know. Well, Naya, people, where can people find you? You can find me at Maya in the moment, M-A-Y-A on the moment, all over the interwebs. That's a millennial core. And you can find me at the Curly B Show on Instagram or TikTok. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Super Secret Bestie Club. If you have any uh, comments conversations you'd like to have with us or questions please send it in the dms and uh, let us know what you think bye bye love you bye love you make sure to hit that subscribe button to hear more episodes every single week the super secret bestie club podcast is a production of sonoro in partnership with iHeartRadio's radio's michael Tura podcast network for more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What the world needs now is is positivity connecting relating and being human together is where it's at hi there honey german and i know life happens but trust you got this and state farm got us it feels good knowing that state farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24 7 like a good neighbor state farm is there Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two caps Capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.